0: You don't have to choose to bind yourself to the identity that you are this anxious, overwhelmed, overstimulated, social, um, elusive person anymore. It doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to She is Risen, the podcast, where the woman new or mature to her faith can come to learn, decompress, and heal the anxiety keeping her from living a deeper, connected, meaningful, and purpose-led life. I'm your host, Riley June, cognitive behavioral therapist and woman of God. Six years ago, I was riddled with anxiety, lost in New Age practices, and I've been blessed to be saved and go on to help thousands of others heal their anxiety and deepen their relationship with Christ. You are not alone. I am here to help. Tune in for the weekly therapy your soul has been praying for. Hello beautiful souls and welcome to another session. I am really excited about today's episode primarily because I really want to make this episode very clear and concise on helping you to understand how important your perspective is and its effects on your anxiety that you face in a day-to-day experience. One of the things that a lot of people really struggle with is the feeling component of anxiety. It starts building up almost like when you drink a a carbonated beverage and you start to feel those bubbles rising up in your system and then it's almost like gets to this point where it's like stuck in your throat and it's like uh, uh, uh. and you want to let it out but it just stays trapped in your body and it overstimulates your brain. It raises your cortisol levels. But what is happening in that experience, or sorry, I should say what is happening before you even get to that point is oftentimes your perspective. The thoughts that you're thinking, the the thoughts that you're focusing on, and your level of awareness surrounding those stages of getting you from thinking and focusing on certain thoughts to that feeling of bubbling, boiling up anxiety in your body. When I did a lot of the new age stuff, one of the things that I came to find was, was, well, two things. The first one being that there was this notion and idea and belief that circulated amongst honestly everyone that, and I bought into this like wholeheartedly, that your spiritual gifts came with anxiety. That was just kind of like a consequence of being able to tap into energy. And as a consequence of that, it made you empathic. And being empathic means that you feel the emotions of other people in your body, which tends to go alongside the belief that if you're empathic, you're typically more uh, you experience more of social anxiety or emotional anxiety. so you feel very deeply and other and you feel other people very deeply within your body, giving you anxiety. And what I came to find is that first and foremost, That sounded like it made sense and many of you listening to this, you might even subscribe to the belief that you're empathic, meaning that you feel emotions on a deep level, meaning that you struggle with social anxiety or you struggle with being around certain people because you're very sensitive to their energy or sensitive to their emotions, which in reality you're sensitive to your own emotions. But the difference between somebody who stays trapped in that belief system, someone who adopts that spirit of deep emotional anxiety is someone who is aware of being able to catch their thoughts and what it, what your beliefs are that are leading you to that experience and the person who isn't aware of that and who is just constantly in this state of adopting this emotional anxiety. I want to give you a perspective like this. You can have four people sitting around a fire and each one of those people are going to experience the fire in a different way. The fire is just the the fire right? To, to one of those people, it is going to be just fire, a neutral experience. To another person, it's going to be very inquisitive, very interesting and intricate and, and there's going to be this mysticism about it. To another person, it's going to be seen as solely a tool, a tool for heat, a tool for cooking. And to another person, it could be something that is, um, um, I had this example earlier. Anyways, it could be something else. Oh, fear, there we go. It could be something of fear. The fire could represent fear based on their experiences of the past or ways in which they have experienced fire in a traumatic way before. And each one of those people, though they're all sitting around the exact same thing are all having very different experiences. Each one of those people may or may not be aware of why they're experiencing the fire in a different way. The person, however, who sees fire as more of a tool or as something of an inquisitive nature is typically going to tend to be able to utilize that fire to their resource versus it being someone who is neutral to it or someone who is in fear of it. Your anxiety works in the same way and your perception of your anxiety works in the same way. When you can change your fear of your anxiety, your fear of being in social circumstances, or your fear of facing yourself in the mirror, or your fear of what it's going to cost you to actually start dealing with or navigating or healing your anxiety, or you, Stop looking at it as just this thing that just like this is just a lot of people become numb to their anxiety because they've adopted the spirit of of anxiety and they just say, okay, this is my life. Like I'm just going to have to constantly be bailing on plans and overwhelmed with schedules and uh, unable to cope or manage my self-sabotage or this is just me, accept it. That person has in a way become numb, become neutral to the anxiety, just like the person sitting at the fire that just, this is just what it is. It's just, we're just sitting at the fire. When you decide to see your anxiety, you you shift your perception of your anxiety as something of inquisitive. of an inquisitive nature first. We have to start there because you you want to start to look at it from a different lens. And if a person has adopted the spirit of anxiety, they're going to be hyper anxious when all of a sudden they're like, a tool, this isn't a tool, this is a hindrance to me, this isn't good for me, this isn't helpful to me, this isn't happy, this isn't joyful, a tool, what do you mean? This is gonna help me, it doesn't help me, it's never helped me. When you try to swift, shift your mindset to one of uh, empowerment, confidence or joy, anxiety is joy, it gives me so much freedom, your brain isn't going to be able to to become cohesive with that belief, which means that you're typically going to reject it, You're, you're most likely not going to be able to actually adopt it and you're definitely not going to be able to move forward with that because you aren't able to see it in a different way based on your reality. There's the word. I was like, I needed something else there based on your reality currently. However, if you shift your perspective on your anxiety to one of an inquisitive nature, what is this showing me? What is this reflecting to me? What is this helping me with? What is this hindering me from? Where did this come from? How long have I had this? Who did I know or do I know that I could have adopted this from or picked this up on? Who told me this is how I am? Who told me this always has to be this way? You see how now you've opened up your mind to be able to look at it from a multitude of different lenses? This is one of the things that we're, I'm applying this today to anxiety, but whatever it is you struggle and are challenged by, when you take the questions that I've just asked or I've just shared and you apply it to your challenge, you're going to take the fear and the cripplingness of it and the overwhelm or the overstimulation of that challenge away because you're opening your mind to create new, um, new pathways to think and see things in a different way. When I used to really struggle with anxiety, I struggled with it before I ever entered the world of personal development and spirituality. And I was very neutral to it. It was just how I was. I just self-sabotaged. I would shop my anxiety away or hopefully it never actually worked because I kept shopping. I would spend my money away because my anxiety was high. I would eat my anxiety away because I wasn't, because I was overwhelmed with the feelings that I was feeling and I didn't know how to feel, but I had adopted all those behaviors from my parents. When I had uh, lived my life before personal development, that was my way of just like being neutral to the fact that I just had anxiety and this was just how it was. And even to the extent where I didn't really even realize I had a problem closer to when I started to get into personal development. And what changed for me was literally that line of questioning. Um, I can't remember who it was that I first had come across that that kind of really opened up my frame of mind in this way. I think it was Stacey Bayman. She's a life coach um, for teaching coaches how to make money online. And this was even way before, like probably a year or two before I ever even thought of being a coach of any form. Um, But I was listening to her podcast because it was a really interesting take on how our thoughts create our reality. And if you've been in any form of healing or personal development, you have heard this phrase before that your thoughts create your reality. Well, it's true, right? Everything that we adopt as a belief then goes on to create our reality. That is literally the epitome of perception, which is so fascinating because I'm doing a like first-year psychology training right now. Well, actually, it's a sec- technically a second-year class for psychology training right now. And we're learning all about perception. And so even in the basis of psychology, you are literally taught these things at an institutional educational level. So with that being said, your perception... Or sorry, I'll go back to this. So what she really helped me to see was one, that I actually was trying to cope with anxiety with all these external methods of shopping and eating and spending and and avoiding i'm a bit i used to be a big avoid avoider when it came to dealing with conflicts or challenges if i could go to the gym or i could pick up a shift or i could not show up to that person's house to have the conversation you would catch me doing that <laughs> But her podcast and the concept of your thoughts create your reality. Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is another great example of this book, uh, or of a book that really dives into the the characteristics of perception, and how much it influences our lives. So when I started to look at this and what she was saying, I had realized that the one thing that stood between me not overspending, not self-sabotaging with food, not avoiding hard conversations and actually growing as a person and becoming a better person, not only for myself, but my future family at that point for the people that surround that I was surrounding um, myself within my life at the time was taking an approach that was different than what I had known before. So I had known avoiding and spending and eating and just ignoring If I wanted to ever improve myself, I needed to learn how to do something different than that. And it started with my perception of myself and how I was showing up in the world. And at first it was really hard because I had to come honestly to the realization that there were things that I was doing that wasn't only just affecting me and wasn't healthy for me, but was equally affecting other people. There were times where I left relationships or sabotaged relationships because of my lack of awareness and my lack of honesty, lack of having the perspective or perception of knowing what I was doing. And I would carry so much deep-seated shame around my sabotaging relationships because I just felt like, well, that's just who I am. This is just what I do. This is how I cope. This is, this is just, this is just a pattern. Like I will never be able to have better relationships or deep loving relationships because I sabotage them. And so I adopted that belief and I adopted that shame and it really weighed very heavily on me. Shortly after that, I found Stacey Bayman and she opened me up to this concept of our thoughts creator reality. And when I started to think about, well, what am I doing and why am I doing that? And who showed me that? And where am I adopting that from? And what's really going on here? I was able to start looking through a different lens. You see, a lot of times when people think about healing their anxiety or taking the reins of control back in their life or overcoming people pleasing or overcoming body shaming or stepping up and having confidence, Our brains are naturally programmed to think about what it's going to cost us. Oh, if I want to lose that 20 pounds, it's going to take me so long. I'm going to have to shop differently. I can't afford all this extra clean groceries. I can't do this. I don't have time for that. If we want to become more financially stable, I don't know how to make more money. I'm never going to get there. I have all this debt that's piling on me. And so because we're seeing through the lens of anxiety, we're not seeing through the lens of curiosity because we're seeing through the lens of numbness or essentially neutrality, we're not able to see through the lens of of, um, curiosity or even uh, see through the lens of how that could be a tool for you, right? Your excess weight, your overspending, your anxiety, your overwhelm, it actually is a tool for you. And the reason why it's a tool is because it's revealing something so deep about your lineage, about your childhood, about the ways in which you were raised, about your behaviors, and why you do the things that you do. Your anxiety really is a tool. Your challenge really can be a tool. If you've ever watched any, literally any story, an athlete, a personal development speaker, someone who's ever gone on to build or do or speak on a stage of any capacity, they always have a story of how they used their challenge, they used their trauma as a as fuel, as a tool to overcome not only what they were dealing with, but go on to do something incredible in the world. Your anxiety is that tool for you. You're just unable currently to see it through the lens of a new perception. So what I am inviting you to do today is two things. One, start asking yourself, what am I doing? When you're reaching in the cupboard, this is this was a big one for me um, this last year. So I've been studying anxiety. I've been studying personal development for n- now six and a half years. And even when I was doing things from a new age spiritual lens, I was still studying cognitive behavior, uh, which ultimately I always um, equipped it to... Or attached to, sorry, anxiety because that was what everyone was coming to me with. I'm an emotional empath. I'm very empathic. I'm very sensitive to energy. I'm very emotionally sensitive. And so I always said, okay, so you have anxiety, you know, let's... And I did it originally from a spiritual lens, knowing that I needed the training and the understanding of how that was working psychologically, behaviorally, um, emotionally, and physically because physicality of anxiety is a huge component to why you face it to begin with. I actually just put out a reel today that was talking about how exercise can be such a powerful component to crushing your anxiety, to stabilizing your mood, to increasing dopamine in your brain, which is your happy hormone, to um, obviously improving your um, physical, your physique, to boosting your confidence, to um, lowering your cortisol levels, your stress levels, right? Like exercise can be a great thing if used appropriately, right? Like anything, right? There's a balance in everything. So I digress. What I'm inviting you to do today is first and foremost, start catching yourself in the moment when you feel anxious. Ah, Here we go, now I'm remembering all the things. Um, When I started reapplying this work that I've been studying for years after in postpartum, I had to start with, why am I doing this? Why am I catching myself again in the cupboard? What what is happening? Like what am I what's really going on? I'm not hungry. I just ate. So why am I reaching for more snacks? Why am I in the cookie jar again? I've come back here four times now. What's really going on? So start asking yourself this question. What am I doing? What am I doing? Just simply what am I doing? And then secondly, what I'm going to invite you to do. As a follow-up question, I'm going to invite you to ask yourself, what can I do differently? The whole point of taking back your life and taking back control of your life from anxiety is the ability to interrupt, intercede your thoughts, intercede with your beliefs that are acting out automatically, interceding with your perception that you're carrying as you're reaching in the cookie jar for a fourth time. At least this was me. You might have a different thing that you lean on as your crutch to coping with anxiety. Catch yourself in the moment with what am I doing and as a follow-up, what can I do differently? When you change the way you see things, when you change the way you think about things, naturally what's going to happen is you start feeling a different way about it. So where you being an anxious person was the reason why you always get to bail on plans and, and calendar scheduled things and all that kind of stuff no longer gets to be an excuse anymore. The reason why you're overweight, because you're anxious, because you cope with food, it no longer gets to be a excuse anymore. And I had to face that reality with myself. I was like, oh, I have all this um, abdominal separation. I have all this bloating and I have all this brain fog and this is just like how I am. And so postpartum, I was like, no, like what am I doing? What am I believing? Why am I seeing it this way? Why am I doing this? What could I do differently? And what changed was my habits, my mannerisms, the way I thought about things, the way that I saw things, the way that I saw myself. And you can take this, take some notes today and start applying this to your life. Healing your anxiety starts with your perception because there will always be something in your life now in the future, that's gonna trigger you, right? If somebody passes away, that's gonna trigger you in the sense where you're gonna to have to navigate grief. If you get an unexpected bill that's thousands of dollars and you're not sure how you're gonna pay it, maybe it's an unfortunate car accident or you know, somebody T-bones you or hits your car in a parking lot while you're in the store, whatever it might be. And I'm not wishing that or, or I'm praying for that over your life by any means, Lord, reveal or release any curses that may come from that notion. Please give it as simply just an example. And it's going to start with your perception and change. Something will inevitably today, tomorrow, another day, a future day trigger you. But when you can intercede with your thoughts, when you can intercede with your perception, everything else changes. Your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings create your actions and your actions to determine your results, right? So things like exercise. Yes, they stimulate more positivity and growth and stability in your body, but it's not the whole story. Yes, eating better naturally is going to help you with many different things. But if you're weighed down with parasites or inflammation or any other physical ailments or symptoms or syndromes, that's not necessarily going to go away. Until we do some private testing, it's why I always talk about Dr. Jacques Moser on here when it comes to healing your anxiety, healing anything with chronic illness. He's also really great for fertility. I'm going to just put him in here as a shameless plug. Um, One of the things that goes hand in hand with shifting your anxiety is truly figuring out where your body is at. You can go and buy all the trendy supplements or you can go and buy all the things that the influencers are saying that are helping them with mental health and all this stuff and the drink powders and so on and so forth. But if you don't know where your actual body is at, you're truly just throwing money away. You're looking for a quick solution. You're looking for a quick fix. And I say that because I did that. And I thought that I could just take all the quick fixes and I could work with perception and it was gonna change everything. But what working with my perception surrounding my anxiety actually helped me to realize is that there was still that coping pattern that I was holding onto with spending money to try and uh, avoid dealing with my anxiety. So I stopped spending the money on all the supplement products and actually just started saving money every month until I was able to. I'm so excited to actually have my consult with him coming up here in a couple weeks um, to actually just go to him and get the private testing done i followed his work for a couple of years now and not only are his results and client testimonials just absolutely incredible, but he as a human being is incredible. And the reason why I love him and his work so much is because he doesn't just tell you what to take and what to do. He educates you along the way. If you've ever been um, someone who has gone to a midwifery for a pregnancy, the difference between them and a traditional system is they will actually explain all the different options and all the different reasons why in their best opinion these ones work or could not work but you still get the the ability to make an informed decision he practices with health in the same way where he gives you all the information and he tells you all the reasons why it's beneficial or could not be and you get to make the decision based on that so um, I'm gonna summarize this for you today your anxiety is, is fueled by your perception. In order to actually heal and overcome it as a crippling thing that you deal with every day or as a personality trait that you've adopted and this is just how you are, your life doesn't have to be lived that way. I not only say that just to like pump <laughs> pump air up your butt, but because I know it, I've lived it, I've healed it, I've overcome it. And these are the things that even in basic forms of psychology, they teach you. And it's crazy to me how a $900 course, specifically this this level two psychology course, literally teaches me all about anxiety. But for some reason, our mental health situation crisis that's going on doesn't talk about any of this stuff. They just say, you need to go to this app. You need to go to this person. You need to go on this assistance from the government. Yes, pat on the back. It's this thing. You're anxious. This is how you are. I'm like, I'm literally being taught that this is something that can in fact be healed and, and doesn't actually have to be a reality for people. Not only did I know that going into this program, but now at a fundamental institutional level, I'm literally being taught that. I want you to know this. I want you to know that this doesn't have to be the thing that cripples your life any longer. And you are in charge of deciding if it's going to continue to cripple your life anymore. You can take this episode alone for free and you can listen to this daily. And you can take the time to apply the work because you have to take the time to apply the work in order to get the changes that you desire. If you're not willing to apply the work, Even all the quick fixes, even all the therapy, even all the programs aren't going to help you, anyways. You have to decide that you want to change this and then sometimes source out the things and ways in which you are that the things, the things and ways in which no, I'm saying this wrong. The things and ways that are going to help you. (laughs) There we go, overcome this. I want you to know that there's hope. And even more so to to just bring this full circle on a spiritual lens. The beautiful thing about developing your relationship and your faith in Christ is that he calls us to cast our anxieties onto him. In 1 Peter, he calls us, I I can't remember the exact verse. I'm getting better at that though. Um, With that being said, honestly, even if you have the time to start reading one peter it is an incredible book it really is about submission it's about so much the hope that we receive in jesus and he calls us to put our anxieties onto him and the best part about that is in the moments where you see yourself reaching in the jar and you somehow are convincing yourself to just enjoy it anyways and have the grace and you deserve it and you go girl and this is this is your day and it's no big deal it's a cheat day whatever whatever you say to yourself you can intercede with prayer. I remember having my hand in the cookie jar and I was like the fourth time in there and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And my brain starts going, you know what? It's not a big deal. Like I don't do this anymore. I hardly do this. It's it's not a thing. And these are great and I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to give myself grace and I deserve this. I'm literally going through this language in my head. All the well knowing that Oreos are not real food And that they spike my blood sugar and I get super hyperactive. And then it follows up with like a lot of anxiety and then a crash. So I recognize these things about myself. I know these things about myself. I've identified these things about myself through developing self-awareness, through perception, looking at myself from a different lens. I could see all these faucets. I've worked on myself to this degree where I know these things. And so in this moment where my hands in the cookie jar, I'm grabbing out the next two cookies for my fourth time in a row. And I'm like, Lord, please give me the strength to put these back because I know that the enemy is working on my mind and my heart right now as I can clearly see what I am doing and I am not letting go. Please intercede, break the bind, break the curse, break the spell and let me put these back and either choose something of a different capacity that is actually healthier for me or to just not have anything all if my body is content and happy. And I remember praying that prayer, something along those lines, it's often one that I use. And my hand just put them back in the jar as if this, like, as if the spirit, the Holy Spirit was just like, girl, you're right, you don't need these let me just I wasn't fighting myself you know when you're in the moment you're like oh like I really need this and if I don't get this I'm not gonna fit in or if I don't do this I'm not this or you know I just this is just what we do and it's, it's this is a thing and you know there's so many ways where we talk ourselves into bad decisions that we are also consciously aware that we are making that are not good decisions and it was just like a grace my hand just put them back in the jar I was totally detached obviously freed from any curse or spell or binding that was happening in that moment you're probably hearing my son in the background. He likes to, his new thing is screeching at the baby in the most obnoxious noises. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> I'm also doing a live recording in the Facebook group right now. Anxious Free Mama community. If you're not in there, come and join us. Uh, so you're getting all of the behind the scenes <laughs> of what's happening in this episode right now. Um, but I'm going to summarize it with this. The beauty is that even in all the perception work, there are going to be times where you need the strength of the Holy Spirit, where you need the strength of Jesus, where you need to cast your anxiety onto him because you won't be able to do it. That's just the truth and the reality. However, the more and more you bind the spirits in Jesus' name, the more and more you catch yourself in the moment of your actions and your thought processes, the more consistent you become with actually changing, wiring, wiring and firing new connections where you're just not attached to that. I actually don't go in the cookie jar anymore because I don't feel the need to do it. I don't need to cope with it. And it's not because I've replaced it with like other snacks. If I ever feel like I'm doing that, I know to just go and get some cucumbers or some carrots or some grapes. And so I choose something healthier or now I'll actually use protein because I recognize that one of the things in the middle of the day that happens to me, um, I don't know who needs to hear this today, but this was a huge aha moment for me. And I actually um, learned this from a friend. Um, She was having a blood sugar crash, which is something that I am prone to. And, uh, or I will really through this, all this work and just navigating my anxiety have noticed that in the middle of the day I start having blood sugar crashes. And so that was a big thing that was leading me to the cookie jar. And what I learned was that eating protein not only curbs my cravings, but also actually restores my energy levels and my blood sugar way faster than any like snack food, sugary food juice could ever do. And so, I don't know who else needs to hear that today, but if you are finding that you're constantly craving sweets, protein is a really great um, next option or better option to raise your blood sugar levels, to stabilize your cortisol, and to bring your anxiety down. So, just a fun fact for you guys. Um, Yeah. So, cast your anxieties onto Jesus. Take the time to shift your perception. Yes, it requires work. But the good news is, or I should say, and the good news is, you don't have to choose to bind yourself to the identity that you are this anxious, overwhelmed, overstimulated, social, um, elusive person anymore. It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. And so I hope this episode gives you some hope today. If you're someone who is looking for the support, for the guidance, for the teachings, for the trainings, to not have to just source all of this stuff on your own, you want to find all the information, all the steps, take the no-brainer approach to overcoming and healing your anxiety, transforming your anxiety with obviously a faith-led approach. Come and join us in the Destiny Moment program. We start on November 6th. It is an incredible way to be surrounded with other women who are also overcoming their shame with anxiety, who are also overcoming their habits of anxiety, who are trying and working towards becoming anxious free. That can be you as well. And so in the Destiny Moment, it is all about choosing today to be the moment that your destiny begins to start. And I am so obsessed with this program. I ran it um, at the beginning of this year, and it was a huge success. And so, you can see a lot more about it in my Instagram stories. The link is in the links are in the show notes to jump in. Whether you want to pay in full or on a payment plan, it's only four hundred dollars to join us for eight weeks. And technically, it's ten weeks because we break two weeks at Christmas. But you get the full um, chat, Voxer support for any coaching, especially around the holiday season. It could be really easy to sabotage. Um, sometimes, actually not sometimes, alcohol is a big one that really spikes people's anxiety over Christmas. The reason being is because it uh, numbs out our nervous system and then we go into withdrawals when we don't have it. And Christmas tends to be a time of the year where people drink more often. So those Wine Wednesdays might just be the thing that is also causing your anxiety who would have known? All right. I love you guys. I can't wait to hopefully see you inside the Destiny Moment. I can't wait for, um, we have some new episodes, some guest episodes coming out next week. There's going to be two and they're going to be so good. They're with incredible people. And I'm just really excited to continue on this journey of helping you become anxiety free. All right. Have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found the faith and encouragement you needed to rise up and conquer. I am on a mission to impact 500,000 women with this work, and I need your help to do it. If you could leave a five-star review and share this with a friend, I will be forever grateful. Remember, Jesus is the only name that can conquer all darkness, and it is up to you to choose him daily so that you can live a purpose-filled, Holy Spirit-led life too.